everybody. Oh, <laughs> yo, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Wallace, what you got? What you, what, what's, you know, never mind, never mind. I'm gonna say it's water. It look like water. It look like water. All right, it's our, y'all, it's our anniversary, y'all. We could, audience, 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 please let us know that you are here. We could not have done this without you. I see Melva White, Mary Spinello, um, Annie, La um, Arian, Arian Lambert. I hope I'm saying that right. Arlene, Come on, Arlene, Arlene. Ar Arlene Lambert. Okay, keep going. Go ahead, keep reading for us, Bradford. Hey, I'm Pastor Maxwell, Pastor Simpson. How you doing, I'm Reverend Chenault? How you doing, Minister Davis and Sister Doris and Pastor Samuel, um, Reverend Bobby. Yeah. And Alicia, how you doing? And Dr. Hill, come on here. It's our anniversary. anniversary. Happy <laughs> Dr. Carr, how you doing? Oh, wow. Happy. Oh, hey, Sarah uh, McDaniel. Hello. Hey, Yomi. Hey, Sarah Hill. Hey, 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 y'all. Oh, that's yes. what I do now. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what you been. You did that all year, all year. Okay, we want to hear nothing now. Oh, I didn't I I see broken right. pink ears. I didn't see you oh, know hands that got all twisted. You know, oh, that's yes. y'all, y'all for real. Listen, how you doing? Yes, yes. And, and and I'm right. not, and I know that we had um, Dr. Sampson who told us about pronouncing names, but go ahead and uh, Cole is, is yours, Dr. Wright. Please say your yes, name for me. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> From Sierra Leone, West Africa. <laughs> yes. That. Oh my goodness. How good. Tanya Watkins, Dorothy, man. Come on, Reverend Melvin. Come on, y'all. Let us know you. Y'all, it's been a year. It's been a year. Wow. Hey, it's been a year. First lady, oh, Rufay. wow. Wow, wow, y'all. Um, wow. <laughs> That's why she laughing at us. <laughs> yeah, um, but listen, um, y'all, we um um last year this time, um, I had a conversation with um Carolyn Carlisle, um uh um Charles Bradford, Sharita Wright. And you know everything that we were hearing on the news is April this time, right? And for us in Dallas, um, we've been here now. We were rolling on about thirty days of being in the pandemic, mm. and every the only thing we saw was you know was news that was always changing. It was just dread dreadful. Um, people I was talking to, you know, they they just didn't know. And it was like, y'all, we we got we got the the spirit of God in us. We got the power, and 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 we got this narrative has to change. We have to, you know, have something different for people to kind of have their focus on. And so, um, I said, y'all, would y'all think about it? And it was like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. And so we did the first show right, and um, then we said, let's have a guest. And I then our guest was Brenda Wallace, and then it was like, oh, we need to have her back, right? <laughs> Um, dealing with mental health because you know that was the thing, but but you know um, I know everybody wants to talk, but I have to kind of share this you know because one of the things um, we talked in some of our guests we we dealt with like church hurt and some other stuff, but um, but you only have to you know um, I want to just kind of share my uh, just a portion of my relationship with with these ladies um, and. Um, and it's that I want you to know one of our guests was talking about this a while back as well. But I met Sarita Wright um, 
um, when um, I was pastoring in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'd gone up to do a conference up in Connecticut. And um, I was at the conference, and, and I was to be one of the, the teachers around something. And um, Sarita Wright was one of the preachers um, for this conference. But but I was listening, it was the opening nine, I was listening to this preacher, this um, woman preacher, and then it came to offering time, right? And, and I don't remember the amount of the offering. And she was talking about, oh, if you got faith, you'll do this offering. You got faith, you'll do this offering, right? And so I remember taking my checkbook out and writing, beginning to write the check, but my heart was heavy, right? It was because it was like, I really, maybe by the time the check clear, you know, mm -hmm. maybe some won't get paid, you know, but, you know, but it kept, you know, kept saying, you got the faith you're giving. And so I got up out of my seat, right, with my check in my hand, moved toward the front, and, and all of a sudden I was intercepted by a lady, right? And the lady who intercepted me hugged me and said, baby, God's not requiring this of you, mm. right? That was Sarita Wright, y'all. That's how I met her. That's how I met this woman of God. Because, and when she said it to me, she hugged me. It was like, I knew that it was the spirit of the Lord speaking. That's how I met her, right? Mm. And then um, some years later, um, I was I'm pastoring down in Orlando and there was something different our church was trying to do. And um, now Bishop Snorton was the one leading this effort, but she said there was someone that she was bringing in with her, right? Well, the person, and so I sat in on the first part, but it was confidential, you know, all the sessions that they were doing, but it's just this inter in the, the, the introductory kind of stuff, right? And so I'm sitting, I'm listening, I'm like, oh, this lady real. Oh, she raw. Oh, but she right. Oh, that's good. Oh, we right. Right. And so that's how I met Brenda Wallace. Right. That's how I met her. OK. Yeah. And then here it was, you know, now I'm in Texas. Right. Just how the Lord just keep moving and shifting you around. Now I'm in Texas. Right. And so now I'm away from everybody. I know. Right. All my family, friends on the East Coast. I'm in Texas. And so um, um, one of my mentors, Bishop McKenzie, you know, was was having an event and having something. I get this phone call from someone and saying, and I'm like, OK, who is this? Well, Bishop McKenzie wants, you know, do something. I'm like, oh, OK. And so anyway, when I when we met, you know, how people just connect. Right. That was Chalice Bradford. Right. This is how we connected. We just simply connect. And Carolyn Carlisle, who isn't able to be with us on today, um, she is a sister that I met um, when I was um, pastoring. Um, well, I don't know. I, I met her, I think, in, when I was in Charlotte and then down between Orlando, somewhere in there. But just a connection, right? Just a connection of folk. And so, you know, that's just how I met these sisters. They're gifted and all their gifts, prophetic, apostolic, real, raw, and everything. But y'all right, she is an interception queen talking about um, Sarita Wright. We, we yeah. know that. And yeah. then let me tell you this one other thing about Charles Bradford. My nephew had died. I was at an annual conference, at an annual conference, having to teach a Bible study, right? A way outside of Dallas, Texas. My nephew died that night, but I knew that I was still called to teach that next day. And lo and behold, a sister drove from Dallas two and a half, three hours to where I was to come see about a sister in need. And mm. so, you know, we, we and that was Chalice Bradford, y'all. And, and so when we, we, we are together because we really are sisters in this thing. 
And, you know, just to show folk in the midst of a pandemic that black mm -hmm. women, y'all, we black women can get along. We fine. Yeah. We all right. You know, and um, and we can be educated and not have to be downplay what God has given us. We can be anointed and not, and, and still know how to laugh. Come on somebody. But yeah, that, that just wanted to just kind of share that just cause I know some of y'all are wonder how y'all get together, you know, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of share, share that piece um, um, for, for myself. And I, and I guess, you know, if I can go ahead and kind of add this and this is, you know, when I talk about um, Kelly Brown, Kelly Farrell, I said Kelly Brown, but Kelly Farrell, right. That, that um, this clip of hers for me, um, was just so very important. I just want to share this. Um, to be a safe a safe person to create safe spaces. Safe people create safe spaces. So talk about how. what are some of those traps that we as women ministers and preachers fall into? Um, we fall into wanting to be popular. We fall into, oh, I didn't got a call with so-and-so and so-and-so. We fall into, oh, I got so-and-so on my phone. I know so-and-so. Listen, y'all, I know a lot of people. Half y'all don't know the people I know. Y'all don't need to know the people I know. I mean, when you, when you name dropping and you degree flashing, oh, I'm Reverend Doctor. Look, I am Reverend Doctor, but I'm not really Reverend Doctors, right? Because can we just talk about this for a second? The degree flashing thing, what the hell is that? Like, okay, you smart. So I'm smart too. We smart together. Like, but are you mean and nasty? Because you can be smart and mean and nasty. You understand? Or crazy. are you? Yeah, and, 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 and uh, crazy as a box of rabbits in a dark hat. Do the work. Whatever your work is, the, the scriptures say, put your hand to the plow and do the work. And don't look back at what was what pressed forward to the mark of the high calling. So what what is your work? Yeah, and so Pharaoh just kind of really hit home for me because it's like first safe space. Right. And these women are safe spaces for me. And then the other part of it is, you know, OK, you got your degrees and everything else. But what you doing? Are you making a difference in anybody's life? And so I just um, ladies, um, it's just it's it. so. All right. I'm going to let my co-host talk. I just want I just need to, you know, just kind of share that. All right. <laughs> I tell you, this has been an absolutely wonderful journey. And, and one that I continue to look forward to. You know, the Bible talks about a friend loves at all times. I wasn't good at picking friends. Um, and so I had to get to a season in my life where I asked God to give me the friends he wanted me to have. Um, being a leader, sometimes I could say some crazy things. And sometimes you just say stuff to see how people are going to respond. And I'd say, well, let's go jump off the bridge. And there was two or three that was like, okay, I didn't need those people with me. I needed somebody who was going to be strong enough, who was going to be wise enough and woman enough to say, you know, lost your darn mind. Fool, we're not about to jump off this bridge with you and neither are you. And so I thank God. Um, Pastor Burns extended an invitation to us a few years back and she said, come to the house. We're just going to take a sabbatical. And so I thought she said, we're going to pray and we, you know, we're just going to talk to the Lord and all that. I come to the house for the sabbatical. These other crazy women were there. And as we're there, you know, the crazy goes crazy. So I'm doing the sabbatical, right? I get up and I start doing what I do and I'm praying. Next thing I know, somebody said, I planned on sleeping in. 
And then I got to hear all this praying in the room. And I was like, I thought that's what we was here for. We was here to talk to God. Y'all, y'all it's her story. It was like, no, what, no, something in the morning? No, no. Uh-uh. Let's read. Nope, nope, nope. No, she was singing. Music was playing loud. No, ma'am. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, tell, if you're going to tell it, tell the truth. <laughs> I was, I, I, no. I, I was, I was, I was in fellowship. I, no, you know, no, sometimes you got to no. set the atmosphere so that no. you can. No. Okay. Well, that's their version. And this is mine. Let me give a shout out to this young lady who sent me this book. Her name is Christina Louise, and she attends a church in Dallas, Texas. This baby sent me, oh, oh, okay. She attends Pastor Burns Church. She sent me this book and it's called His Peace, Her Poison by Christina Louise. It's a short book, a short read, but powerful to the point. This young lady will bless you, especially if you find yourself in a season of stupidity. She will bless you. I really enjoyed her book. I hope she's on. I hope she's she's watching. Uh, young lady, this was her name is Christine Worth. This was really powerful. Y'all just can't let me have my moment, can you? That's right. We can't. Nope. So a wonderful book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you have an opportunity to read this book, please support her. Read this book. Pass it on to somebody because I know a couple of sisters that was, you know, like they say in uh, uh, you've been compass this mountain round enough, long enough, it's time to turn northward. I'm it, this will help you turn, get off that mountain, that cycle of stupidity. So, I'm I hope that you'll take a you'll get that book and support her. But Kansas City. Wait, wait, wait. I I, I don't want you to miss what Shazetta Thompson Hill said because she was one because y'all, you know, we all said a women's comfort. And thank you, Shazetta, because she was the only one walking in. Oh, yeah. She got the Holy Ghost singing and kept it. Got us up too early in the morning. But go ahead. You were saying, Dr. Wright. So Kansas City is having a beautiful day today. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. However, my heart is just really heavy. Uh, one thing that I want, I, I, I posted on my Facebook page because I'm curious and maybe somebody can help me. And I might, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I might start a fire with this. But as a law enforcement officer, uh, former law enforcement officer, uh, well-trained, skillful with weapons. I do believe in owning a gun. Uh, but I'm curious as to how you could not discern a black automatic weapon versus a high yellow taser. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. Y'all can work with that. I don't know if I want to work with it because... It's, it wasn't the color for me. It was the hold for me. How you hold a gun versus how you hold a taser. Um, that too. That part, it's, it just doesn't make sense. You've been on the force for, what, 26 years, and I'm sure you have training. You have trained several other people, right? I'm, I'm a, a plethora of men, I'm sure of it. But in what I've read what is the city? Um, Brooklyn City, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, yes. where there are no 
no officers that live in the area on the force. That's an issue. Of course, you know, the chief and the officer has, has since resigned and they now have a new one. What, what a couple of hours ago. Um, and, so, yeah. and, and so Bradford, I'm going to say with that, but even in what the officer did, I think the question comes up um, um, for in with wings um, that you talked about. What, how does it affect us? How how do we kind of respond um, uh, to that? Do you you want that that yeah. that that to be? Um, how how do we galvanize as as women? Um, in other words, has have bad the, things has happened? the murder and the violence against women galvanized us? Do we have a do we have stories uh, and mm-hmm. examples? of of uh, the the murder and the violence against black women the stories of black women who have been murdered over this period as well does it have the same power do those stories have the same power to bring us to the streets and say no more this is wrong and to galvanize us what is it about the black male body oh my god so, I, so are it- we going to galvanize are we going to galvanize? Are we going to come together as one to do what I'm going to say this, do what God has called us to do, to help each other, to strengthen each other, to show compassion. Are we really going to do it? Absolutely. You know, now, we are start we going with to each walk other. in our calling? Are we going to walk in our callings? But here's what's disturbing to me is for so long we heard this. Uh, I, I'm not going to say nothing. I didn't see anything. Snitches get stitches. Mm. That's stupidity. And I say that with that emphasis because it was stupid. And it was stupid because snitches get stitches until it's your child. Then when it's your child, you got 15 folks on the corner and you're saying, we need to have uh, uh, somebody needs to say something. Somebody saw something. Why? Because it's your child. But when it was somebody else's child, you wanted to sit at the house quiet because you didn't want to get involved. Am I my brother's keeper? Come on, if we're going to be scriptural, let's be scriptural all the way. Am I my brother's keeper? I, it takes well, a village to raise a child. And I got to be life by the neighbor. But, but, I, but I, I think, though, also, I don't think we have as much issue in our community of talking about are we our brother's keeper? as much as all we are sisters sisters because had that been a black woman that was killed would we respond the same way um are we valued the same way and so um and and i think that um that, that that's 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 the question that that i often hear and that that we we of course as a as 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 womanist you know, we are hurt whether it is a male or female when our community is attacked. But yet as women, does the community still stand up for us as we stand up for, for, for black men? Do we as women even stand up for each other? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or do we so you have to, in order to do that, you got to know who you are. Dr. Oh, Hill said oh, oh. Dr. Hill, I believe, said be who I am. And Dr. McCrary said, know thyself. Wow. Okay. Let's see if we can hear that. I okay. am. And be who I am and not apologize. Absolutely. So not only do you have to have confidence in yourself, 
But you, Leah D. Jackson, what in the world are you doing here? <laughs> but you have that. That's my minister of Christian education. You have to have confidence in the God in you. Yeah. Who created you in God's image and likeness. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Piece of work. God doesn't make mistakes. God created you with everything that you need to be the person that you he created you to be and to do the things that you are called to do. And so you already have it in you and you have to trust that trust that God would not put you in a position where God is not able to wow. sustain you and keep you. So. It wow. Wow. And I think it, with Carolyn McCrary that comes. We endeavor to, to give credit to Kemet and North Africa, where we have come to learn, as has been documented by Biyakanen, by Baba Asa Hilliard, by Naeem Akbar, uh, by Mama Jeffries, documented that over the temples in Northern Africa, particularly Kemet, the mystery religions over the door with the words, know thyself. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. So you're coming to study about everything and the world and the beginning mantra is know thyself. Hmm. So in walk pastoral care for us, you can't really know much else or do much else or be much else to others if and as you do not know yourself. Dr. Howard Thurman would say, who are you? <laughs> to whom do you belong? So, so Wallace, let me ask you this though. And so know thyself, having the God confidence, but you, you bring that out as we really talk about black women, especially not being valued, not being um, fault for, fault over. Um, is it because- We can't, we can't need the, the knight in shining armor and want a seat at the table or a place of prominence or a place of importance. We have to know that within ourselves, whether we sit on the stoop, whether we sit in the pulpit or whether we sit in the back or whether we sit in the choir stands, we have to know within ourselves who God created us to be and what God created us to do. And I can't be in your lane. I'm, I'm not a pastor. You are a pastor par excellence. That's not who God called me to be. But I'm okay being with my sister and lifting my sister as a pastor. The three of you are pastors. I'm an educator. But y'all y'all let me be in y'all space and I appreciate it. You are. So this is why we have to know ourselves, love ourselves, and get rid of some of our baggage, which causes us mental illness. 
Wow. You you remind so, me of something that of something Brazola Law has stated. Mm -hmm. Um and, and so let, let let's share this clip. And so I was getting healed from the inside out from mm -hmm. church hurt, mm -hmm. from life hurt, from my own stuff, mm -hmm. sins of omission and commission. Yeah. The healing that God gave me mm -hmm. helped me to open myself up. I said in a year, I think I'm gonna start discerning if God's calling me to something else. And that, when I said yes to opening myself up, kings that I had put in place, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. structures, mm -hmm. what it meant to be a pastor, what it meant to be successful and victorious. When I and said, Lindenwood Christian Church in Memphis, Tennessee is really interested in you. Now, there are a number of the other people they're interested. Are you, would you go to process? I was like, no, nah, uh -uh. that's a big church. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm fine. I ain't bothering nobody. I know these people. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, let me fill these papers out. And I did my resume. And I sent it to, highly recommend this. I sent this to a headhunting agency. They reworked my resume. And when they gave me back the information I sent them, <laughs> I fired myself and I hired the senior pastor in me. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes you got to fire yourself. <laughs> the Bible says, "Surely you think most highly of yourself than you are." <laughs> but you got to be authentic, Doctor Doctor Wright. It's it's our authenticity that people connect with. Oh, absolutely. So, but but I still, I guess, I still kind of wrestle um, with this. Um, that you know, here's Pastor Law who 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 says, okay, when somebody else packaged this for me, I saw myself differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm still at the place of would we protest had that been a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. Killed and say, would, would we come out in the same kind of numbers? But but who is it that gives us the permission? Do do how do we learn how to give um, educator Wallace? How do we learn how to give ourselves permission mm -hmm. that that it is okay? Well, we tear a little piece of paper and or a card and we write a permission slip like you used to get in school and then you give it to yourself. <laughs> you already have permission. You just need to acknowledge that you have permission. Mm. Give yourself uh, permission to be free. Free, liberated, empowered, yeah. anything you in, fill in the blank, be. Yeah. But you know, there comes to a point. One of my favorite movies I ever watched was called Enough with Jennifer Lopez. Oh. And that little lady went through so much stuff. And then and then she just got to the point she said, Enough, because I'm gonna keep dealing with this until I've had enough. We have to come to a place where we've had enough. Of this going on, we've had enough. I, I said to uh, my neighborhood association, they were trying to rally people, and I said, "Send the mothers out there." I see all these mothers walking through the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, walking dogs and everything else. Send the mothers out there because I re I'm reminded that as a, growing up, I didn't want to see nobody I knew out there when I was acting a fool because <laughs> that had power and validity to it. Now, if you were a stranger, I, I might continue to act a little crazy. But if I saw my mama's friend coming down the street, 
or if I saw my grandmother coming or my Seriously. mama coming, everything's going to shut down. And I'm going to try to disappear and hide behind trying to be like Medea. Say, can y'all see me? Oh, 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 wait. Did you, do you see this question? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, how, how did black women respond to Rosa Parks? Mm. Same way, pretty much. But it, 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 as it relates to what, though? Um, her position, her um, her leadership in in um, in the organization. What in what way? Um, because at I, the time, I, go ahead. I think uh, it's, it's not my time to so I, I I can't I can't assess that. Right. I think the support team wants the men. <laughs> Identify this is what we need to do. I'm not for sure how they responded. You're not for sure. Right and Wallace, this this y'all's territory. Well, let me it is my era, and the women were doing the same thing they're doing right now. They were quiet because the men they felt like their place was just to support the men, even though. They were the brains behind the civil rights movement. We've always been in the background supporting. And it's now and it's difficult to move from supporting to leadership. And you say you're saying it's difficult? Yes. Yes, because we get comfortable in a, in a supportive move, place. You're gonna have but, to work to see, be a leader. But this you're is the thing trying to be a leader. So, so have we gotten comfortable in being supportive or is it, is it that's the place we've been pushing to, which are some of the things I've appreciated about the Aretha Franklin's um, and the Mahalia Jackson um, films that have come out. And, um, and, and even today I was, um, I, I, I was asked to be um, a respondent to a survey of, um, of a research project that's happening in one of our Northern institutions. And um, the, the man who's a white male asked me this question and he asked me, he says, well, what, what do you think about um, religious liberty? You know, are you, do you feel like your religious liberty is being um, impeded upon? And so um, I, I, I said to him, I said, you're, I said, as an African-American and an African-American woman, right, that um, our religious liberty has always been impeded. Mm. We've never had freedom. And I said, so when you ask me the question about religious liberty, you're asking me a question from white Christianity, not black Christianity. Mm. I said, because white churches weren't bombed, right? Mm. That, that it, I said, until recently in Texas, when you're talking about a shooter, you mentioned, someone already mentioned it earlier. I said, the shooter that happened in the Texas church, but you find that it was some familial relationship with it. But you know, why they don't, they're not a, somebody walking into their church that happens to us as black people so i say that to say when you talk about women um being comfortable in supportive roles have we become comfortable in supportive roles or have we always known that we've been leaders but not only have men but we have supported the men who suppress other women and mm -hmm. why do we do that where, where does that that come from we, we I perpetuate the behavior Exactly. And I think part of that is the um, trying to fit in, unfortunately, mm. um, trying to thinking that you have an advocate there and you really don't. You know, you're only necessary for the process 
it, uh, we talked about before how um, having women of color in leadership roles in the corporate world, then they were used to be the whipping boy of their peers mm -hmm. or used to remove their peers. But I think with this thing with Rosa Parks, women's, uh, even though women have had voices, I don't know that they've been as strong as they should because they, they were suppressed, just as you said, Dr. Burns. They were kept quiet. You know, stay in your place, stay in your role. That's not your place. And but they were teaching what they thought was biblical. Well, and we well, yeah, see, okay, yeah, 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 but see, this it this wasn't is the thing. biblical because it, I, wasn't, I, it was, it, we think that what was, what was happening then is also what's happening now, but there's no cultural equivalency. We we don't have that. Oh 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 way oh. Let's see what Smith says. The issue is an issue of cultural equivalence. Cultural equivalence. So stay with me. To what degree is the world of Paul and Corinth, the world of twenty twenty, December twenty twenty? I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> on the East Coast. At almost 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. To what degree can I assert that the world as Paul envisions it and experiences it is equal to just like my world, right? You can't. They're not exactly the same. That's right. So it's we have to find our own liberation and and accept today this verbal permission slip. Okay, so Women, so I'm I want to I want to I want to push that because this book right here and um and I want to thank Bishop Coletta Vaughn for reintroducing this. One of my colleagues, Dr. Jermaine Marshall, had um had me order it a couple of years ago. When we look at most of our churches, they were started by women. Women. Okay. Well. So but. And and so and, and when I talk about churches, I mean I'm talking about denominations. Mm -hmm. We started by women, but somewhere in the process, you know, we we, we keep talking about being subject, but and and I know many will interpret this scripture in different ways. But it said the kingdom of, uh, of, of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Right? That there there's some things we we talk about whether or not about a supportive role. I'm not certain if we if we've been put in a supportive role or if we've been oppressed. Oh, we, that, that that we have been enslaved within the very thing that we began. Exactly. Well, that's that's, that's starts in Genesis one and the difference of what happens in Genesis two. We work. Yeah, see, we, we, we don't, you don't want to have that conversation with me now. You know, I concentrate. No, you don't want to do that. Because go ahead, go on, go on, educated. Well, I'm, go I'm on, just, I'm, I'm offering that something happened between Genesis one, even though they're different authors. Something happened between Genesis one and Genesis two. In Genesis one, around verse 26, 27, we were equal. God created them and God created them equal. We get to Genesis two 
And now I got to be at somebody's side. I wasn't created equal. I was created out of someone's rib, out of their side, so that I would walk in submission which is what the word was sad. The key word was sad, side, not behind. Side, not behind. And so, yeah, I'm saying you will want to have that conversation. We're dealing with with, with high folk exegete and and it's and and not not dealing with their own individual it's you know exegeting their own selves um in this process. Um, you know, <laughs> an authentic preacher goes on their knees and said, God, I need your help right now. Yes. Tell me who to call to help me bounce some stuff off of so I will be able to go a little bit further. Yes, ma'am. Right. Preachers don't bleed all over the congregation because they want something. Yeah, yeah. Come on, tell the truth. And that's that's it. So yeah, because it could because because when you get to the place that some and the only way that your voice can be heard is by you silencing the voice of another, then is your voice really being heard? Wow. I, I mean, for me, that, that is the qu- question. And, and we have done in the church what we claim society has done to our race. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're exactly right. That church hurt is worse than anybody hurt. But you know what? I think part of that's the power struggle. Sometimes it, just because you have a title, just because you have a name doesn't mean you can handle being in charge. That's right. And some folks, uh, that's an abuse of power because I know I can, not because it's the right thing to do. And 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 I, and I remember years ago, a, a very prominent pastor told me, woman of God, he said, the Lord told me to put you up to preach. He said, but I just... I just can't do it. I, I I don't think they can handle it. And that vexed me for the longest. Because God they told them. handle it because of what they were being taught. It was being taught from the pulpit that we were supposed to be. So that they love that Ephesians 6 text. That Ephesians text where wives obey your husband. But 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 see, let me push you. They cannot love that Ephesians six text because that Ephesians six text also says slaves obey your masters. But and so we so we can't we, we can't want, we, we cannot put that to the side and right, continue but, but we can. to oppress women. We learn how to oppress because we've been oppressed. We oppress another. But but this is the thing that when we we look at history and we talk about South Africa and that we have a minority that continues to rule a majority and how awful that was, right? When we talk about the apartheid that happens, but we, we have apartheid in the churches. Absolutely. We, we, we have a small, a small percentage of the church that is ruling a greater percentage. And listen, and, and I want, I guess for me, I want the hearers to understand this. I'm, my, my, my contention is not around gifts and graces. My contention is that gifts and graces are of women are often discounted just because we are women. The vessel it comes from, right? But 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 um, I heard G. Patterson say this um, um, year, years ago. You know that you you don't want a woman who's who's fasted, who's holy, who's consecrated mm. themselves, 
who's living a life that is respectable in the community to come up, you know, and speak behind the pulpit. But yet you allow the drunken, evil politician mm-hmm. male to come speak behind that same pulpit that Mama. you said that a woman can't do. And, and we accept it. Mm-hmm. We accept it. We're not no. marching against it. Not only do we accept it, we move forward with it. We mm-hmm. perpetuate the behavior. Mm-hmm. We um, we cheer on the leaders who who oppress and we continue in it. And we sit right under that same leadership because that's the way it's always been done. And that I don't want anything else but that. So I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about how we behave in this regard. Are we going to really be clear about our calling? Mm. Are we going to be true to the system? Or are we going to be true to God? Mm. Oh, we see you. You about to hit on one of my favorite, and this was one of our our, our first guests, right? That kind of spoke mm. to this, and y'all listen. So you have to be clear about who you are. Christ calling you. Christ calling you. Everybody may not everybody be called. May not they be called, called, but they're not necessarily they're not called, not necessarily called, to, the called to the system. Everybody is everybody is checks and balances. B comes after A, and C comes after B, and D comes after C. It's a step by step and everybody doesn't work well in mm. process. Okay. So uh, I may not be odds with the call. Right. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But oh. Let me moan for a minute. See, the right. other thing is sometimes our processes, sometimes we are kicking against the system because of our own rebellion. and made an appointment with my past and I sat down. And I said, why didn't y'all tell us everything? And looked at me and looked at me and looked at me. And I looked at him, looked at him. And I said, oh, okay, now I know why. <laughs> if you had told us everything, we wouldn't have gone. Mm-hmm. Right? He said, if I told you everything, everything. Hmm. would not be able to bear it. Mm. Right. right. Mm. No basis. At, that, at the time that we at, mm. and then when we get to the next season, he tells us more. I can tell you, however, the call is so compelling, is so compelling that you've got to do what God has called you to do. Absolutely. Whether whether anybody goes with you or not, you're going to have to step out. And and it, it's a hard place to be when you're out there by yourself. And you have but to do you it. got to know that you know that you know that through prayer and fasting you have the strength to stand. So prayer is the key to all of it. Apologetically, um, I pray while I'm talking with you now. Uh, I pray mm-hmm. uh, in <laughs> meeting. I find myself, you know, I, I, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. But that's what, that's what we, makes we me the right powerful. So yeah. let's, that, that's let's what makes that woman of God is in that place that has not been supported, that has not been encouraged, that has not really been motivated. And she's out there on the Isle of Patmos by herself. How do we come back to her and say, you got to pray because honestly, been there, done that, mm. ostracized, lied on, 
treated crazy. I didn't want to pray. I, I think Dr. Bryant, um, Jamal Bryant, um, speak, speaks to that. When you're ostracizing, you pushed, pushed. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wallace, uh, that, that is to presume I've had one cross. <laughs> in, in ministry, I feel you. There yeah, are yes. many crosses to yes. bear. You're right. I, uh, You're right. Yeah, Paul said it, but I have lived it. I die daily. Yeah. Uh, and so the the instrument that has catapulted my ministry uh, is the instrument that has crucified my character. The way my grace is set up is God has not given me space for private failure. Mm. Uh, so it, it, my uh, success is the same size as my failures. So it's uh, the thorn that he has given that me. Has given um, me. To have to live it out loud. And even if I want to fix my mouth, that this ain't fake. Knowing that the internet doesn't come with the editorial board. Uh, there, there, there are no fact checkers. Uh, you, you just write it and, and it is so. <laughs> so uh, and so uh, the cross uh, is uh, an instrument uh, that is used that only impacts humanity. The cross never crucified his anointing. Whenever it is that I go through something, it never impacts my assignment. It never impacts my oil. It only impacts me. So I've gone through so many uh, crucifix, but the uh, evidence of his favor uh, for me has not been my bank account. Um, it has been my survival. Uh, Surviving, mm -hmm. having to survive, My God. survive. I, I'm not certain what um, Gregory Pope is asking when he says, what do you do with the patriarchal God? Um, perhaps one of you all can um, do that in any of you. If you have questions, be, you, use the chat box um, for with us on today. We're gonna well, go see, just I'm a little like, bit. I'm we're like gonna go Kelly just a little Farrell. bit longer today because it's our anniversary, huh? I, I'm like Kelly Farrell. My God is black. My God is also female, because I'm made in God's image. So I don't have to only hold on to a patriarchal God. I I, I can preach and teach and love and go based on what the God that looks like me has mm -hmm. sent me. Kelly mm -hmm. Farrell said, we, 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 we worship a black Jesus. We don't worship no, no European Jesus. So not only do we, not, we worship a black Jesus, but we worship a God who is spirit. Mm -hmm. And they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's it. But how can you worship a God if you don't know God? Who you are. And if you don't know who you are, and if you're worshiping God, you must worship him, God in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. But you must be true to yourself mm -hmm. and then true to God. But we don't mm -hmm. want to take the time to learn who we are. Many of us buy into what other folks say about us. Okay, now you can hold that. 
Hold that thought right there. Because when you talk about we buy into what other folks say we are, mm. we've been taught down through the years, traditionally, this is who we are. As a educator and being in, 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 in the school, and there is no black history. <laughs> There's American history or African-American history, which it in itself is a lie. <laughs> but there's no black history. And at what point do we go back to the basics to teach our babies who they really are? What your name means, how powerful that name is. Instead of letting our babies come into this world and name their kids these crazy names like Cavassier and Hennessy and 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 uh one of my little neighbor's children they call little boy Bobo. I found I, I don't know. I don't know what your issue is with Hennessy, but go ahead. I think uh, Hennessy is just fine. Ain't no single Ah, <laughs> uh, but we we be, we're naming children things, and we don't even know that it, it has no value. Uh, naming the kids after uh, this is another thing. We're in a stage now where children's names are being hyphenated. And I look at the little boy and I say, did you get married or what, what's going on? Oh, that's my mother's boyfriend's name. When do we do, when do we do the work and really tell our babies who they really are? Yes, we can go scriptural and say you're fearfully and wonderfully made, but what does that mean when you're nine? How, how, how do we, how do we operate in who God has called us to be? Understanding who we are, walking in our callings, and then inspiring someone else to do the same. How do we allow what God allow God to do what God has called us to do? And then we walk in leadership and leave, we must leave the door open behind us. I believe we talked about this so much this year. We can't close the door behind us. We have to leave it open for everyone else. We're in leadership now. So let's inspire, empower, love unconditionally and show compassion. But that door has to remain open. To everyone. To everyone. So mm -hmm. everyone can come in, not behind us, but with us. It's, it's the, to me, it's that same door that we need if we we have ostracized and oppressed mm. people that are not heterosexual, mm. we oppress folk and tell them that God made a mistake mm -hmm. about who they are. But we got these millennials understand inclusion. Mm. Yeah, Dominique um, Robinson talks about that a little bit. Like podiums aren't built for pregnant women. About um, the way these podiums are even set up, and I'm going somewhere further, but the truth is, like even in doing that, I have to think about where my breasts even fall with the podium because of the way the camera is set up. And so mm -hmm, it's just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all these mm -hmm. things that we don't consider, um, you know, I, I'm looking at the narrative and the story of Dr. Jeremiah Wright, if he were not Jeremiah Wright with goddamn America, several years ago, would people still gather in a room to hear this man preach, tell um, who he was, but if you were a woman, 
you know, a married woman pregnant in the pulpit preaching, we are more concerned about her pregnancy than her word. And so, and like you said, when we say Black Lives Matter, do are we including all Black lives? Talking about queer persons, differently abled persons, uh, poor persons, undereducated persons, like, are do we really mean that? And so... Mm-hmm. That's about us doing an internal investigation about our convictions and what it means for us to start looking for justice for everybody. We cannot pinpoint what part of justice we want. If we want equity, we want it for all. Then that means everybody. And and absolutely everybody. Mm-hmm. Equity and equality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Is it? Can we? Uh, can we get there? Do you believe that we can get there? Oh, let's see what um, Dr. Sampson um, had to to say. Let's kind of listen to this um, of what it is that she had to share. Mm, don't see it. Go ahead. You all continue. So where are the teachers? You know, we say, where do we start? We have to, we have to start with teaching the truth. Mm. We have to start with yeah. telling them what's true. Mm. We, we have to tell that we have to start from, from the basics. You're not a mess. You're not a mistake. You're not a oops and an oh no. The Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. A baby is a blessing. You're a blessing to me. Yeah, I was in the back seat of the car. Enjoy that ride. Hello. Yeah, I was probably was drunk. I was drinking with the best of them. But you weren't a mistake. I did what I did knowing that I was doing what I was doing. And so now how do we go from that instead of holding these babies hostage to what we did? So we're raising a generation of babies being punished for our mistakes instead of telling them the truth. You are loved. You are important. You are valued. You can be anything that you want. One child that I had came into this world a pound and a half because I was an angry mama. I didn't want to be nobody else's mama. And when that baby came in a pound and a half and they kept telling me this baby, you don't need to see him because this baby's not going to live for three days. They wouldn't let me see that child. And the doctor told me, he said, it's not, you, you don't need to bond with this child. But the Spirit of the Lord spoke and told me, you need to repent for your attitude, mm. which is exactly what I did. And God sent an angel in. And that baby who didn't have lungs, but was from form, who wasn't supposed to be any taller than three feet tall, is now uh, five foot nine or five foot 11 and and has a size 12 shoe. His nickname was Mr. President. And people say, why do you call that baby Mr. President? I said, because he can be anything that he wants to be. The power of life and death is in the tongue. We have to speak life into these children. We have to tell them truth. We have to give them affirmations of goodness, even though, even though, because I keep hearing it come up, church hurt. How long are you going to be hurt? How long you will choose to be hurt in the church? Wow. At some point, you have to make a decision. This is not going to define me as to who I am. I'm not what you say I am. People could say, say, well, you called me out of my name. Who called you out of your name? Well, she said. I, 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 I don't think it's that simple, though. Um, so, 
Uh, go ahead, Bradford. Well, go ahead. I, I think I think when we began to, to your point, Dr. Wright, you said speaking life into each other. We also have to speak truth to power. And in speaking truth to power, we have to understand, okay, Lord, I know you called me to this. I know my ancestors ancestors are talking to me. I know I can hear my grandmother saying certain things about what I was to do when I was growing up. I know I heard my grandfather tell me particular things. How are we going to remain? Are we going to remain in a position or are we going to listen and then flourish? People are I was just wounded. And I realized at that moment, Reverend Dr. Brenda, that the trigger and the trauma that I just recently experienced from this type of rejection was kind of coalescing with what I was seeing this black woman who was trying to just be in her humanity. And um, I just hit live and started talking and started talking. And uh, that Sunday came and um, I, I, woke up and I had the urge to make um, chicken and dumplings, not biscuit dumplings, dumplings where you make your broth and get your flour and you make your dough. No shade to all you biscuit dumpling makers. How so never? I felt the sense of my grandmother. When I, whenever I get the inclination to cook a certain dish that I, that's not like a regular thing, I know it's, it's my ancestors communicating with me. Yeah. I got up in the morning. I got my rolling pin and flour my pen. You know, I'm getting my stuff ready. And as I'm rolling out my dough, I just hear my grandmother start talking to me about the press and about, you know, my dough at some point was too sticky. She said, baby, you got to put some more flour on the pen so that it won't stick to you. So I put the flour on the pen and then it was spread out too thin. And then she told me I had to put a little bit of water on it now because it was dry. And there were all of these lessons that she was trying to share with me about how to become pliable to life situation that in making these, this, this, these dumplings, right? That the dumplings were showing me how in some spaces I was too dry and other places there was too much water, how I had to shift and shake the recipe. And what I didn't know, friends, was that the recipe was shifting to me. My ministry recipe was shifting, right? That's what she was telling me in that kitchen. And so it was so profound that I went live again. And so y'all, I have just got to share what I'm experiencing. I started going live every Sunday after that. And there was uh, Reverend Kim Payton said to me, when you going to do another Pink Road Chronicle? And I said, what is that? She said, oh, that's what I call it when you go live because you always have on that pink robe. I said, girl, because that's my priestly robe. Like that's the robe I done prayed in, cried in, shouted in. I wrote my dissertation. I done cussed Negroes out in. You know, I, I done felt going to the hospital in this robe. This was the robe, you know, that I was wearing when I found out I was going to have to have this baby early and it wasn't. Listen, this is the robe right here. I don't even think I realized I had the robe on, right? And so from there, I just started being consistent, um, not thinking that this is a ministry. It started because I wanted to talk to people. It started because I was in a valley. It started because I was walking in the wilderness and I didn't want to walk it alone. I wanted some folks that was going, that was up on Sunday morning, uh, who wanted to talk and who wanted to share. And the moment I allowed myself to be free enough 
there's the operative term, to be free enough not to be concerned what was happening in the traditional institution is the moment where I became liberated. Wow. Yeah. It blows me away because we suppress ourselves. Mm -hmm. We keep ourselves down and, and we blame it on someone else. Oh, they won't let me do this. They won't let, they won't allow me to do this. But what are you doing yourself? Are you looking in the mirror and saying, I can't do this. I can't move this way. I, I can't, I mean, what are we doing? It's really time to move toward what God has called us to do. Yeah. Even Not we're no longer we're no longer in a box. Right. We're no longer allowing anyone else to put us in a box. Right. We're, we are allowing the the lead lid off the basket in the Old Testament when they talked about they put this lead lid, put the woman in the basket and mm. put a lead lid on top of it. Mm. And this woman is in this basket saying, "Oh, I can't get out." But there were two angels. Mm. On each side of that basket, come on, women, on each side of the basket, and they lifted the the lid off the lead lid off this basket together, and lifted her out of it. It takes us together to move together to lift each other up. So, are we going to lift lift this lid let this lead lid off the basket and help each other out of the basket because we've been in bondage for too long we've allowed not other people to put our, us in a basket we've put ourselves in the basket right. now are we going to wait on someone to lift it up or are we going to push ourselves out of it i'm tired we should be so tired of saying they won't mm-hmm. exactly they yeah, and then we should be tired of saying it ourselves. We all know Wallace. We should be tired of saying it ourselves. Wallace, you you muted, baby. We should was be, it a was it so a babe that started timely wisdom, or uh -huh. was it a woman who decided? Come on, that the people needed to hear something during a pandemic, and the women came together. The lead lid is off. We do. It's off now. So yeah. now that the lead lid is off, let's go on and move and and get on the mountain mm -hmm. <laughs> and then shout it from the mountaintop mm -hmm. while we're up there. Shout mm -hmm. it to everybody uh, so that everyone can hear us and say, "Wow, God is God is in the midst." Yes, mm. yeah. God is flourishing through us. God is moving through us. No matter if you're a woman, man, whatever, whoever you are, God is going to move, but we have to allow God to do it. I know and I'm in the house. The call when God calls, you know, not just stifle the call and put ourselves back in the basket. But now that we are free, we, we can do anything. And you know, Dr. We are, meet, we are reaching thousands of people every week. Mm -hmm. Every mm -hmm. week. I think it's very important too that we recognize that we have to start where we are. Start right now. Mm -hmm. 
So many times you hear people saying, I need to go back and do my first work. No, you need to start right here and now going forward to make a decision that things are going to be different and then walk in that difference. Find a way, surround yourself with the right people. You need a network, a network of people who will support you, who will love you unconditionally, who will be friends. And, and I'm not talking about fair weather friends. People think that because we're not at each other's house shopping every day and, and out shopping every day and, 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 and on the phone, then we're not friends. I tell you what, you roll up in Atlanta and act a fool if you want to. Ride or die, baby. I'm coming down the highway. You get to Dallas and clown, you better know something because I'm from the show me state. Yeah. And we go, you'll, fi you'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah. It just ain't gonna be that kind of party. So you, we have to start right from where we are. Get yourself a network of girlfriends mm -hmm. that will stand with you, will love you, will support you, and won't take nothing off of you. No and more. Tell you the truth. No more excuses. We are without excuse. That's the it. excuse of, but they doing this over here. I, I, I be there. I be there. We're without excuse and we have to support each other. I want to uh, show you this book really quick called Confessions for Raising Winning Kids. Really neat little book I got from uh, uh, Evangelist Leonard Ford out of Arkansas. It says, God says your children are winners, winners. And it has daily affirmations for your babies to speak life into your babies. We got to start right where we are. Stop calling them kids crazy. Stop cussing them out in the supermarket because if I see you, I'm going to snap. Hear it all the time. But we we got to start right where we are, speaking life into these children and empowering them and empowering each other. Let me thank you. And let me let me ask this question and I want I want to see some of our viewers kind of put it in the in in, in the comments. But I want to know from our viewers that how will you live your life so that others will know that they it is OK for them to be free? Let me say it again. How will you live your life? I'm asking the viewers this. How will you live your life so that others know it is OK to be free? Let me put, put it in the comments for us. I was about to say, uh, Dr. Burns, uh, to just to piggyback on Dr. Wright. I used to think self-esteem came from within, but self-esteem requires someone to esteem you. And if we esteem our children, if we esteem each other, then we have self-esteem and that gives us power. Wow, wait a minute. Mm. Wait say it again, minute. say it again, say wait it again. Come when on y'all keep bringing getting the other. answers in, go ahead. You got to esteem someone. And as we esteem each other, that's when you gain self-esteem. It doesn't just come up out of nowhere. It's what Wright said. We got to talk life into our children. We got to tell them that they're winners, but not just our children. We got to tell each other as women. That's right. We have to esteem each other so that our self-esteem can grow. Instead of walking in the stigmatism of when I say to Dr. Burns, 
Girl, you really look pretty. That's a beautiful color on you. Mm, what's she thinking about? I don't care what you think I'm thinking about. I think she looks pretty in whatever color she has on. We have to stop apologizing for affirming one another. I'm it's guilty. That we affirm each other. I'm guilty. So I um I was this has been about 20 years ago about affirming each other. And um, this, the presenter had a woman, oh, this is good, had a woman stand in front of everyone. And they ask everyone to say something about her. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the women chose to say something negative. And there was one woman that said one, um, a positive thing. And the presenter said, why is it that you found something negative and not something positive? I don't care what's going on in a person's life. You can always find something positive. Mm-hmm. So sisters, when we are positive with each other, we, we begin to love differently. <laughs> we begin to love whole and we begin to love the hell out of people. That's mm-hmm. it. So you know, Dr. Bradford, one of the things before you say that, I just I, 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 I think only about six, seven people have responded. And so the rest of y'all don't know how to live your lives. I'm, okay, I got to ask the question. Um, how, how are you going to live your life? Okay, Dr. go ahead, Dr. Wallace. Dr. Tamisha, what, Tamisha what happens, Jones, I see you. Mm-hmm. What, what often happens, I have a student almost every class that I have to tell the rest of the class to say to them, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And by the time mm-hmm. 12 folk tell mm-hmm. you, you are enough. Yeah. You can start to believe it because you are enough. Whatever, I think Dr. Bishop McKenzie said, what we have within us mm. is enough to do whatever God has called us to do because God is going <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> I really didn't think I would make an educator. Yeah, well, I, I am president of the Fan Club. And I'm probably going to up the dues next week. So y'all need to join this week. Because if loving me is wrong, I don't want to do right. <laughs> um, look at um, Chriselle McDaniel. Have, have a circle of true women in your life. Women are different than girls. Mm. They, they don't need to take from you to be mm. important. Amen. That, listen. That's it. I, I am grateful for these. I'll say four women because Car- um, um Dr. Carlisle isn't here, but on the uh, on the broadcast, but she is still with us. Amen. Um, the five of us together, <laughs> we have such a bond that that continues to flourish and and evolve into greater things. Mm-hmm. Um, if one is doing something, all of us are there to help and encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're having a low day, and yes, we have low days, mm-hmm. our, full, our sisters are there saying, "Oh, uh, uh-uh, get up off of that rock." Mm-hmm. And keep it moving. It, it it is something. It's something great to have. What when they listen to the Lord, <laughs> to have a woman who listens to God and answer God's call and really minister to you, because they've heard from God. That's a wonderful like feeling. Ain't nothing like it. That's a wonderful feeling. So I'm grateful for mm-hmm. all of you. I am. Uh, just allow me to say that out loud. All of you have um, spoken great Love things you, my in my life, and um, it is wonderful <clears throat> to have a space like this 
a safe space, um, not taken away from who I am. And of course, I'm not taken away from who you are. Um, we are able to be who God has called us to be no matter what, um, whether we are silly or fun loving <laughs> or serious, um, goofy, whatever it is, we are being who we are. That's it. And we have this space to do so. Sheila Taylor says, I'm living my life testifying about about in spite of what I've been through and what mm -hmm. I've done. God is using me to love on others, encourage and to speak life so that so that we'll will set see themselves as God sees them the before and after factor come on the the the, the then and now mm -hmm. Tanya Walken says mm -hmm. live my life share with others what God has done my God mm. Doris Thorne speak life wow so oh, you all it's been our, our anniversary time and mm. we have reached our time on today um, audience, we could not have done this um, without you. Um, our guest on next week is, who do we have next week? Bishop Byfield. Bishop Byfield will be back with us on next week. And so please be sure to join in with us. Um, we thank you all for being with us this year. We could not have done this without you and know that we did this because of you. Well, wait a minute. All no, right. wait a minute. We, that was wrong. Today is the 13th, isn't it? Yeah. Next week is the 20th. We have um, Dr. William Lamar. Dr. Ooh. Lamar. Dr. Ah. William Lamar is going to be in the house and he's talking about social justice and ministry, double wow. dutching ministry and ministry and the, um, Justice. Yeah. Double right. dutching, double dutching. Okay. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all for being you. with us. And God bless. That lady says, I stumbled on y'all. Thank y'all. I'm glad I came. Thank you, Kathy <laughs> Hodge Davis. Oh, no. Glad you're here. Happy anniversary. Us next week, dear. Oh, same time, same place. Come on back. And when you come in, like, tag, and share. Today is a special day. Oh